Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. And the notify bell next to it, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we put up often community polls. Sometimes we put up question threads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, you can get access to all that. You can get notified when that goes up if you hit that subscribe button and the notify bell. Uh, If you're listening to us in the podcast realm, please consider leaving leaving us a comment rating or review because it really does actually boost the exposure of going in raw uh, and helps more people. Uh, uh, listen to or watch Going In Raw. Yeah. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we have a variety of award tiers there uh, that all help support Going In Raw as well. Indeed. Starting from $1. And at that level, you get a shout out. Uh, got a couple new patrons over the last 24 hours. Just Omega Man and Quinn Triple H. Uh, thank you very much thank for your you. support. Uh, to, later on today, if you're watching this as soon as this video goes live, at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, 5 p.m. Brexit time, we will be going live watching WrestleMania 9. Yeah. You can watch along with us. It's a watch party. Yeah. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And then we're going to do a well, going in review right after. WrestleMania 9 has done a very good show. So it'll, it'll be an experience. That is even, to me, that's even better, though, because I don't think it's boring. I don't think it's boring. Uh, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I might have seen the whole thing. Oh, all right. I don't know. It's been a little while. It's a pretty bad show. Look, man, you get the the, the debut of the Narcissist, so that's A. It's the WWF debut of Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, one of the worst matches of all time. Pretty lousy. You get Hogan politicking at the end, spoiler alert, uh, somehow into getting the title back, even though like nobody really wanted that to happen. Except for At least Vince. of all, Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that should be a lot of fun. Join us on Friday for that. I'm happy you mentioned Vince, because that's a good segue into our first story here. Because yeah. um, once he gets a thought in his mind, wow, it's hard for him to get that thought out of his head. Um, and he seems to be stuck in the same mindset that he probably was that day in 1993. Yeah. When he said, well, business is down. We need to put this belt on Hogan because that's the only thing people seem to care about, even though nobody cared about it. Yeah. He's out of touch. He's out of touch then. He's out of touch now. Yeah, like it was only like, what, uh, Mania is in April, May, June. It was two months later that Hogan left for good. Not for good, good, but for yeah, yeah, 10 for, years. Yeah. And uh, they drew like one of the lowest attended King of the Rings. Yep. Or one pay-per-views. of the lowest attended pay-per-views. Yeah. Little fanfare. And uh, Yoko Zuna won the title. Uh, how? Through exploding flashbulb. Exploding flashbulb. Anyways, getting back to Vince, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, Things haven't changed. Following the debut, uh, whether it's a full-time call-up or not, of four NXT superstars on Raw, a lot of people are wondering, why? Why now? Usually stuff like this happens to Raw after Mania. Um, so uh, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Radio, said, quote, he, Vince, felt that the reason the ratings are down is because the product is stale. You know the stars are stale. 
oh, sorry, you know, the stars are stale, and it's like we don't have any superstars, and these guys that we have aren't going to be superstars, so we need to make new superstars, so we got to get guys that we haven't ruined yet. And then let's ruin them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll unpack this because he said some more in the newsletter this week, and then we'll go into more discussion about it. Quote, his conclusion about the declining ratings when looking at quarter hours and minute by minutes is that it's stale, the stars are stale, and decided that they needed to, to immediately make new stars. Like, you can just do that. You know, like, stars take time to make. Yeah. You think of the Big Bang, the universe was suddenly populated by billions of stars? No, it takes time. Both in the cosmos well, in the macro, and also in the wrestling world. In the world. macro sense, it's kind of what the Big Bang was, but I feel you. I, I get your well, point. Well, the Big Bang created the stuff <laughs> that would eventually form into stars. The Big Bang is actually, it, it's actually a, a pretty decent metaphor for the idea that stars can simply just be created. And that's why I mentioned it. Because what the heck was before, Larson? What was before the Big Bang? I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I think some people, I think they have theories, right? <laughs> I'm sure people you know, they theorize about everything. Um, he wanted to make four stars from NXT who are great wrestlers. The plan for now is for, of course, it was Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, Muscle Ciampa, Alistair Black were brought up. But apparently Triple H wasn't consulted about that at all. The plan for now is for Ricochet, Gargano, Ciampa, and Alistair Black to work both Raw and SmackDown television as well as NXT. Um, they are to be on the main roster television at least through WrestleMania, if not longer. So then are they going to be off WrestleMania? Or, I'm sorry, I don't gonna... know. I don't know. This is all And I don't think anybody, confusing. I don't think Vince knows. This is all very confusing. It is confusing. Vince doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He doesn't. It's, it's very clear. Well, hold on. Also this week, Meltzer says that Vince views Becky Lynch as a chosen one. So at least he's got that right. Yeah, it's. Uh, but we got. We're going to talk about this next. The Daniel Bryan mania opponent story. I mean, there's that shouldn't be a story. That should be crystal clear too. Anyways, let's go. Let's, let's talk about this whole idea that Vince thinks product is stale. There's no like huge superstars on the roster because that's not the case. So like, yeah, the next story I can I can present a devil's advocate case mm. for for that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh this uh, number one. There, I guess the big. The big caveat here is if this is true, if mm -hmm. this all came, if this all rolled out the way that we've said many times that people, sources backstage, they will tend to have their agendas. We kind of know. I mean, that's yeah. just sort of obvious. That that seems like the nature of the game. Anytime you listen to shoot interviews or uh, the, the awesome uh, Pritchard podcast, mm -hmm. something to wrestle, you know, there's there's different groups vying for different things. Yeah, everybody's jockeying for position for, I guess, the validation of Vince or something. Yeah. To advance their own career. And so it be. wouldn't surprise me if, you know, this kind of stuff came out. Like, uh, you know, Brad Shepard also had a thing about how Vince was sort of uh, you know, inside sources say that Vince has a weird relationship with Triple H where he's bringing NXT guys in to see if they can sink or swim, which is just an odd abstract concept to me because it's like you're what you're bringing in guys who have already made uh, pretty big names for themselves with WWE's hardcore fan base. You know, they put on these amazing matches. They're already well-defined characters. You're going to bring them out. Of course, they're going to swim. I mean, yeah, unless, no. unless you literally actively bury them by having them job to guys like Zack Ryder or whatever. Or if you have commentary, just kind of make up all sorts right. of random crap about their you, character. You put a match, you put Alistair Black, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. You put Alistair Black in a match with Andrade Almas, they're going to tear the house down. Yeah. Like, that's not, I mean, that's just I mean, same, you, you put DIY in a match against the Revival and Thebar. But I have no or doubt. Or Thebar. I have no they're doubt. Gonna, they're going to yeah. hit a home run, you know? I have no doubt that Brad Shepard has somebody on the inside who's trying to push that particular agenda. Yeah. And then he's... So, I mean, if it's true that Triple H was not consulted, which I I kind of find difficult to believe and I kind of find not difficult to believe, I don't know. I mean, it's it's I don't know. You think do you think Vince somehow Triple H was not in the was not in the line of in the chain of command when Vince reached out to whoever books the travel, whoever, you know, writes the shows, he said, "Hey, I mean, just thinking of of it logistically, you know, who is Vince going to tell to get those four guys up that Triple H is not going to be in that chain of command? Uh, well, there, we've heard two different things regarding Triple H not being in the know. Mm -hmm. First was that he didn't know because of some communication issue. And the second yeah. that he wasn't consulted. And I feel like those are two different things. Um, for Like if it's the former where Triple H was completely in the dark, 
that would be really strange. Yeah. But if it was a situation where Vince made up his mind that was going to be the case, and then he, you know, he 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 says, "Well, I know these four wrestlers are really good." He could do a Triple H and said, "I want these guys on main." Yeah. That's Triple H knowing, but that's not Vince saying, "Hey, uh, you know, we're thinking about doing this. What's your take? Yeah. How will this affect what's going on with with your product in NXT?" If it's just Vince going to Triple H's office, hey, we're calling up these four guys, and then turn on walking away. That's Triple H knowing, but he's not being consulted on the decision yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, uh, which that wouldn't surprise me because Vince sort of, you know, he still views it as just his show to run, and mm-hmm. everybody else just falls in line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it look the, the the bottom line is it the idea that that <laughs> there's no superstars on the roster is ridiculous. That's just dumb. Because I understand a lot of Raw was allegedly rewritten up until like halfway through the show itself because Seth hadn't been cleared. Apparently, it was supposed to be really heavily focused on Seth. And maybe the idea of, with that in mind is like, oh, Seth, he's our top guy on the show. He's the anchor of Raw. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be carrying us. He's hurt. He's got a bad back. Uh, we don't have an anchor right now. What do we, we got to scramble to do something to make up for his absence? Yeah. And so if the idea is like, okay, we don't have any superstars, maybe it's not like we don't have any, to give Vince, I guess, the benefit of the doubt, uh, isn't is we don't have any superstars, is that we don't have someone to step in should our top guy fall injured. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I unpack this in, in a positive light, I guess that would be as far as I could get. But at the same time, that's not a reflection of the talent, I think, on the roster. That's a reflection of how they're being handled from the creative standpoint. Because you have, I can think of, hell, three off the top of my head. You got Finn Balor. He could easily be in the same position as Seth Rollins is in. Mm-hmm. You got Drew McIntyre. That guy's got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. You had Braun Strowman set up to be a massive star. Yeah. And then you, you torpedoed, torpedoed it. Yeah. Actively to get someone else over. Yeah. If you're dealing with just Raw, if you're, de- if you're like, if you, the idea doesn't cross your mind to bring up some NXT guys. And you have Seth is out. Dean is a lame duck who seems to phone it in, do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've buried you've buried Braun to the degree that he's not going to be main eventing a yeah. show that people are going to be interested in. You you a hundred percent roll with Finn Balor. Yeah, you a hundred percent roll. He's the new Intercontinental Champion, which people are excited about. Next to Seth, he gets the loudest pop. You give him a match that doesn't feature Lashley, Leo Rush, or yeah, biggest yeah, Baron Corbin. Well, I'd be fine with Drew McIntyre because all their matches have been good. Who is? But Finn has to win in the end. Who could he fight? Who who do you look at in your roster and say, man, give these guys literally thirty minutes? Make that a buzzworthy thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not going to go back to the gauntlet idea, but the gauntlet idea is always a really good it one. It always works, man. Um, you do, maybe, hey, maybe, what if you do this? What if you go back to, um, I mean, I know the gauntlet, you know, featured uh, last year, Seth, this year, Kofi, and they all went approaching, and uh, Seth went over an hour, Kofi went about an hour. About an hour. You, you give him an Iron Man match, say, yeah. hey, we're going to book. Yeah. You want, yeah, you want, you want this Lashley uh, Finn thing to be done with? They're going to do an Iron Man match, and you definitively have Finn Balor beat Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. in your main event. Yeah, something like that. You have tons of talent that can put on amazing matches, and you can create a buzzworthy moment seemingly by just having him go a very long time and yeah. having a thrilling match. Well, if your product's getting stale, then take some chances for once. I mean, I just, I just assume they bring in. Vince seems to really like Andrade. Bring him over to Raw for a night. I don't know. You can write a reason. Finn Balor feud for six months. Yeah. That'd be spectacular. Or that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's chances you can take creatively. I mean, hell, I know they want, they want whoever beats Brock to be some sort of coronation event and they want to happen at Mania and it must be Vince's handpicked guy. But if your product's getting stale, surprise people. Have Finn Balor beat Brock Lesnar in a Survivor Series. The, the, the biggest stuff like that. The biggest thing is, is it's, it's so completely obvious that Vince, you said it earlier, Vince views Becky as the chosen one, and they are they are actually getting that story correct. They really are. I think they're doing really well with that. The problem is this. Vince can handle one thing at a time, and that's that's evident. That is so evident that he can handle one thing at a time. And when he comes in late, when he uh, rewrites the show, when he has apparently, we're going to talk about this uh, in a little bit, but when he apparently he's uh, sidetracked me- mentally and emotionally by uh, the massive, massive betrayal 
that he has experienced uh, via Undertaker yeah, going to start to a wrestling convention at the hands of one Mark Calloway to try to try to make a dollar and a cent in this business now that his wrestling days really should be over. And by all indications, seem like they might be. Yeah. Uh, then you got a problem. The wrestling the 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 newsletter sort of spells out how there really isn't much of a plan. Beyond the main event, beyond uh, uh, Seth Brock and, and the women's uh, Raw title, there isn't really a plan. There's, they don't really know, and we're going to talk about this in a second also, Daniel Bryan's opponent has pretty much been figured out, maybe. They're not sure what they're going to do with Asuka. Yeah. There was kind of a plan which seemed underwhelming, maybe. But beyond that, there really isn't a plan for a whole lot right now no. for Mania, which no. at this time of the year, wow, that really needs to be because every mean, day I see promos, Mania is only 48 days away, I 47 know. days away. We don't know away. what the card's going to be, but we got to put a show on. I mean, so, once 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 the crowd leaves the facility at Survivor Series, you better have a plan for Mania, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you got to start building to it. But that's just—it's the same thing over and over. I feel like there's there's a struggle, and anytime you listen to one of the, the Pritchard shows about any particular event, it seems pretty evident. There's a push and pull uh, within Vince as far as whether to handle things uh, narratively or to go for the easy payday. Mm-hmm. Um, or to go in the direction he thinks is going to lead to money. Um, like he thinks Brock as universal champion is money. Whether it is or not, I don't know. I don't know what evidence we have to support that other than Vince thinks it is. Um, but while Brock has had the universal title for the better part of like a year and a half, two years, it is Raw has suffered creatively because of it. Mm-hmm. So if he thinks the product is stale, then uh, take a moment, Vince. Uh, for self-reflection, might not be his strength, but at a certain point, people got to do this. You got to look <laughs> right. at yourself in the mirror. And 73 years, he ain't had to do I it know. yet. But at a certain point, you got to think to yourself, all right, well, I mean, I mean, like, what is he going to do? Bring up everybody from NXT in hopes that one of them will be a superstar he's been searching for? I mean, what's it going to take for him to, to realize, okay, maybe it's not the talent that's deficient in some area. Maybe it's over here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's right here. The deficiency is right here. And it's funny because, dude, you can... You can even try to understand what is what is the WWE actively doing and has been doing for the past 12 to 24 months. Signing everybody. Signing everybody. So now you have just a legion of talent that you have signed that one person now has to figure out what to do with. And it's impossible. It is impossible. It yep. is. We do this as a gag for video games, and we rack our brains on how to use for Steven Larson, Book Raw, for Fun Wrestling, and for WCW. We rack our brains on this stuff, and it's it's so not important, and it so doesn't matter. And we do it for fun, and people enjoy it, whatever. And it, I couldn't imagine what it's like to actually be doing it using a 73-year-old brain who's also occupied by the XFL and, yeah. you know, and worrying about the AAF. Oh, it doesn't seem like he's going to have to worry about that very much. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's another element. Yeah. The, the entirety of the XFL, all that kind of stuff. And then, oh, my goodness, Undertaker's doing a wrestling convention. I have to cry about that. How dare he? Yeah. And so it's like, dude, I totally get it. You've got three brands now, whereas four years ago or five years ago, you had a brand, basically. And even then, you had a lot to deal with. And you've been obsessed this entire time. Could you imagine for the past four years, he's been obsessed with this Roman Reigns thing. And then all of a sudden, through no fault of anybody's and through a tragic act of nature, basically, Roman Reigns has to go away and deal with his health issues. And it's like all that time I spent like waffling and flip-flopping and figuring out what the best way I can I can get Roman to beat Brock and have everybody cheer that. And then I've got my new Brock in the form of Roman Reigns. And then all of a sudden that's taken away. And what's the one thing Vince loves? Control. And he couldn't control that. And now he's got to deal with three brands and the largest roster he's probably ever had to deal with. Yeah. And he can't figure it out. Yeah. And he just needs to step the hell back mm-hmm. and let Triple H, who has a keen mind for the business, and Stephanie, who knows what she's doing, figure it out because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Shane, too, maybe. And Shane, too. They see this. That's the thing. It's like I, I firmly believe by looking at what Triple H is doing with NXT, um, and given that he's had to deal with the roadblock of Vince McMahon calling, pe- picking people up willy nilly, 
you know, and having to adjust. He mm-hmm. brings in a guy like Apollo Cruz. Look at this guy. This guy's got all the potential in the world. He's got all the talent in the world. Let's start to do. Oh, he went away. They called him up. Bye, Apollo. Bye, Good Apollo. luck with that. Good luck up there. Good luck up there. And <laughs> crap, you know. So, I mean, it, it just, dude, logistically, logically, it makes sense that this is way too much for anybody, any yeah. one person to handle, let alone a 73-year-old man who's yeah. also doing XFL. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And the, the thing that I find most mind-boggling is that stars are just poof, supposed to appear out of thin air magically. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't way. work that way. It doesn't work that you way. Think, you think Becky Lynch was just overnight a superstar? No. No. There was years and years and years and years of groundwork <laughs> laid to get to that point where when she turned on Charlotte at SummerSlam and got that pop, there was a reason for it. Whether they realized that would that would happen or not, there was a reason. Which I guarantee. I, probably I, not. I do not believe for a second because what she did in their eyes was an actual heel turn. People yeah. were supposed to boo that. Yeah. And what people saw was how it was. It was, man, this is just years and years of frustration of not being allowed to do what she can do best. They don't allow these people to do what they do best. And now that there's a billionaire out there with a ton of money to throw at people who maybe will have an opportunity to do what they do best. Oh, now we have to make people happy and showcase what they can do. Oh, you want to bust your ass in the ring? Well, we didn't let you do that before, but yeah, I guess we can let you do that now and people will like it. Yeah. It's it's not how you run a business, man. Nope. Nope. Oh my goodness gracious. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways. Let's talk about more indecision here, Steve. So yeah. um, it's been a lot of discussion and speculation on wrestling internet about who Daniel Brown will be facing at Mania. We heard from Meltzer, I think, of shortlist of potential opponents, Owen Zane, Bray Wyatt, Cena, Undertaker. Taker, yeah. Well, apparently Jeremy Botter of Bleacher Report, he has a scoop. He tweeted on Wednesday, quote, unless plans change, Daniel Bryan's opponent for WrestleMania is Kevin Owens. But if you're like me and hoping that Kofi Mania is going to happen this year, don't lose hope yet, because Russell Votes tweeted, quote, asked about the Brian versus Owens mania rumors, got back that they are true. However, nothing is set in stone. This wave of momentum that Kofi is on could still shake things up. One source I talked to said, don't be shocked to see Brian versus Kofi as a mania title match in the end. Um, that would be great. That, that would be, be awesome. great. And according to 5,300 or so friendos, they, by and large, feel the same way as you guys remember. What, like 68% or something like that? If you watched the show from a couple of days ago during our SmackDown recap, uh, we, in fact, posted on the community tab mm-hmm. a poll saying, who do you want to see Daniel Bryan take out, take on at WrestleMania? 68% uh, out of five and almost 5,500 people said Kofi. Uh, next up with 17% was Kevin Owens. And then in single digits, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Undertaker. I love Kevin Owens. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's great. He's fantastic. Been gone for a long time. He's been gone for a long time. His promos he's been doing, his iPhone promos have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if they're doing this family guy, mm-hmm. not the show, obviously, but he's a family man uh, angle for him. I love it. But you have a story here laid out for you on a silver platter yeah. that's going to get an awesome reaction at WrestleMania. Could make money for the company. By the way, I did tweet that those results out to WWE. Thank you. And I saw Vince that. Yeah. So we're we're hard at work doing our. It job is. Here. It is. It is. And it's 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 there. 
It's been done. Mm-hmm. Anybody can see it. Yeah. Probably not Vince, but anybody. Social media team at WB. I saw you tagged uh, Kofi in it too. I did. That's good. I did. Um, Doing the hard work here. Yes. Yes. You know, we're, we're fighting for something we believe in here. <laughs> Fight for our entitlement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it just... I mean, I just feel like every time we're in a situation like this, mm-hmm. they just don't learn from what's happened previously. Mm-hmm. It's like they see this momentum happening. I know it's over a span of a couple of weeks, but we saw it Rusev in the Rusev Day thing. That built up a lot, mm-hmm. and they could have struck while the iron was hot and done something with it. I'm not yeah. saying WWE title per se, but they could have pushed the guy a little bit. Yeah. And then it petered out, and the moment had passed. Um, they came to their senses with Daniel Bryan, at the the height of the yes movement, they put in the Mania main event at thirty, and it was huge. Yeah, you got a story that could really resonate with people here with Kofi versus Daniel Bryan for the title at Mania. Kofi picking up that belt finally you know, after eleven years in the company. Since there's a story here that's been building and building and building, it won't just seem like a service award essentially. Like here we're gonna give you the the title, Kofi, because you've been here for nearly a dozen years mm-hmm. and, and here here's appreciation of your hard work. It's a story where the outcome is organic and feels natural. Yeah. Yeah, they they do have that. Now I can I can see from so for example with uh the ten chant and even there was some speculation or some rumors that they originally thought the yes chant was the thing that was getting over, was over, not, not the, necessarily not talent, Daniel yes. Bryan. And I understand that they don't want to go on simple whims of people. I now, get that. I can, I can take this also, for example, and this might be an unpopular opinion, and that's fine, but as much of a fan of Rusev as I am, I think that it was partially Rusev that was over. Oh, yeah, it was. And people I love think Rusev. It was partially the Rusev day thing. And with Daniel Bryan, I feel like it was legitimately people behind yes. Daniel yes. Bryan in total. And that's why I feel completely. That's why I feel is this the same case with I Kofi? Didn't feel that way with Rusev. Yeah, I'd say it's probably like. 6535. I could I could see like 6040 kind of. <laughs> yeah, like Whereas with with Ty the Ted chance it was like 1585. <laughs> okay, sure. I think maybe it's like 30 30% Ty. Maybe it's 30%. Maybe but with 15. Kofi, it's not like there's a, a a particular chant or something that that well, that, that has originated yeah. other than people just chanting chanting Kofi's name and cheering for him. Here's here's the difference. Here's the great thing about Kofi and it's kind of the same thing with Becky Lynch. And it was the reason why Stone Cold was the most popular superstar maybe ever is because you take that element of underappreciation mm-hmm. that corporate that the corporate behemoth has that everybody can relate to. Everybody who's ever worked a job in whatever field, if you're even a decently hard worker, you will always get overlooked by people who are half-ass workers. That's just the way sometimes it pans out. Yeah. Like true hard work is, uh, you know, if, if it's rewarded, that's great. But so many of us can relate to it not being paid off and with Kofi Kingston you know a guy who has been around for a long time who has generated nothing but good uh, vibes Mm -hmm. uh, with the WWE fan base he is much loved is he the guy who gets the biggest pops no but they look at him and they say man that is a dude who has worked so hard for such a long time and yes they have decorated him but has he ever really been given that big shot Mm mm-hmm you know, even if he's not the most over guy on the planet, the New Day certainly have been one of the most yes. over acts yes. on the planet. Yes. And so given the, you know, all the good vibes that they just give off at their camaraderie, their attitude, the fact that Xavier has up, up, down, down, and that's so supremely popular mm-hmm. with the gaming community. Mm-hmm. There's so much to really appreciate about Kofi Kingston and what he symbolizes that you want to see him get his reward. The people genuinely want to see Kofi get to that point because they can see him in them. And the same was the, the, it's the exact same with Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan and and Daniel Bryan and Stone Cold. Now I can see them looking at Kofi and being like, well, does that narrative fit into the story that we want to tell with Daniel Bryan? Maybe not. I think it would be foolish for them to 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 come to that 
conclusion in the end. But I can see that, you know, maybe yeah. that general story isn't what they wanted to tell with Daniel Bryan. But given that they have a, a short list of six names. I was going to say, I don't think they have They a, don't have a plan. They don't have a plan in store for what stories they want to tell with if Daniel it was, Bryan. If it was, hey, we have a whiteboard. We have, Let's get the whiteboard. No, we don't want to get the whiteboard. But if they have a whiteboard or index cards that say, Undertaker, here's a story we could tell with exactly. him. Exactly. Cena, here's a story we can. There's, and a, there's a big story with Cena. Yeah, we, we we've talked about this before in a general sense that that that. It would be unadvisable, inadvisable, 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 sorry, for WB to change their creative plans just to cater to the whims of their audience. Yeah. If they have a, a real solid vision in place and they know where the story is going and it'll be satisfying to some extent that for way. For example, I'll, yeah, let me cut you off. For example, if they had an index card on their board, which they probably don't even have a board, that says, John Cena, you know, here's here's six bullet points that we can get to between Fastlane and WrestleMania where Cena can win his 17th world title. It'll be a big deal. People will love it. And here's the plan after that. And this is something that we're really, really interested in telling. Yeah. Uh, and then they have an index card similarly for Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, and Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, which one logistically do we want to do? What do we want to pull the trigger on? Which one do we think we'll get over the most? But it's fairly obvious they don't have that. No. It is so clear they do not have that. So why not just go with the thing that everybody wants to see yep. right now? Because it does line up with a good story. Yep. It, and and the people do want to see it. And, yep. and right now, Kevin Owens, if he is the guy, he is Dave Batista in 2014. Yeah. 2014, when WWE wanted, they brought him out, and he was the guy. And even apparently backstage, he was saying, "Nah, man, it's yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I should be a bad guy." Yep. That's going to be Kevin Owens right now. If they're trying to do this Family Guy thing, and then he comes out, people like Kevin Owens, but they have been so accustomed to booing Kevin Owens mm -hmm. that if. If Kofi Kingston, if this whole thing with Kofi Kingston hadn't been going on, maybe they would be accepting of Kevin Owens coming out as oh, totally. a face, totally. as a tweener. Totally. They would be accepting of that, but they have it that that crowd every week, they're chanting Kofi, that's stuck in their heads. That's what they want to see. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to have another heartbreaking loss at Fastlane, that's going to make them want him even more. Yep. So you yep. got to pull the you trigger gotta do on it. it. You even do if it. you're out there and you're saying, no, I don't want to see Kofi. I think that he, you know, he's, he's part of a faction. It doesn't make sense. That's fine. You listen to the crowd every week and that's what they want. Yeah. 68% of people in our community poll yeah. want it. It makes sense. It does make all the sense in the world. Here's uh, 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 another thing too. You can have Kevin Owens come back as this family man gimmick. Uh, Say you give Kofi a decent run with the title. By summer or so, Daniel Bryan has it back. You can still do the Daniel Bryan-Kevin Owens match at SummerSlam. Yeah. You, then that, you give Kevin Owens time to build his character in front of fans. They can get behind him a bit How more. How about you do this? Have Kevin Owens come back as Family Guy, and then you put on a freaking classic with him and Shinsuke Nakamura, who we have no idea what they're doing with. Yeah. Where's the U.S. title? It's around the waist of our truth. Where the hell is he? He hasn't been on TV since he won it. No, because Vince wanted to call up some people from NXT who already yeah. have their own stories going yeah, on. No. Oh my goodness gracious! Are Anyways. we coming? Are we just coming off as a couple of like entitled? No, I hope not. I, I, I hope that when we discuss things, it's all from a, a, a point of view of storylines. Because I'm I'm not a big fan of saying here this is what you should do. But when things are so obvious on one hand with the crowd wanting a certain thing and and us seeing the potential for a great story being told and on top and then you know contrast that with what we're hearing backstage and what's just kind of obvious on TV yeah. in that there doesn't seem to be a plan for much of what's going on especially yeah. with these NXT call-ups yeah. dude it just it, it man it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense yeah the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. <laughs> Talking about leaving someone in lurch, apparently Vince thinks The Undertaker <laughs> left him in lurch. Because um, he's going to be at StarCast 2. And, uh, so are we. Woo! Yeah. I think. I think. Conrad, uh, get back to us. Um, but then, uh, according to Melser on Wrestling Observer Radio, Vince is under the impression that you have all elite wrestling over here. Oh. StarCast over here, but they really exist. Whoop! Right here. One and the same, basically. And man, apparently he was in the wood. He was angry about Undertaker signing on to appear at a wrestling convention. Ric Flair's at this thing. He's under WWE contract. Is Ric Flair catching any heat? Why isn't Vince mad at Ric Flair? Sting's going to be there. Bret Hart's going to be there. Are they getting any heat? Probably not. Just the dead man. Dead man. So, again, more detail from the newsletter. Uh, One of the things that threw Vince off, I guess this is in relation to booking a a wrestling show. (laughs) So crestfallen about Mark Calloway trying to make a dollar and a cent in this business. Yeah, um, Vince, uh, how much he was shocked and hurt when he found out Undertaker was doing StarCast. Uh, Vince always treated Undertaker special, um, like a modern Andre, who ironically Vince had a falling out with towards the end of his career. I love this next Go line ahead. here in the newsletter. It was, in many ways, the first sign in more than a decade that he no longer fully controls wrestling. God, just retire already! I know you don't own everything, man. I know, even God. though even though Starcast isn't AEW, it is part of the AEW weekend, and fans perceive it as part of AEW. Once that was announced, no, we don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's like one entity, mm. one the same entity. I know there's we're we're savvy to the bits and pieces and the ins and outs. Anyways, well, what's because people who exhibited there, but I can see. Come on, man! Like they yeah. they announced they announced the big names, and all of a sudden it was like all the elite. You know the AEW. I'm not saying there's not a relationship, but I wouldn't immediately assume that uh, they're owned and operated by the same. People. If if I was a fan, listen, listen, dude. If I was a fan that really loved what was going on with all elite wrestling i could easily assume all right well then stay that tuned because we got part of it quote here from conrad will you dispel those thoughts yeah 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 um uh, once that was announced there was a push to get undertaker on wrestlemania from the perception standpoint because apparently he's not booked for the show mm-hmm. vince wanted him off starcast but there may not be a legal way he can pull that off the most he can probably do is keep him from using the name undertaker assuming that's trademarked by the wwe yeah that's the most he can do but yeah. then he, Undertaker had that video for Bad Bunny on Twitter. Did you see that? that Where he awesome. called himself the dead man. <laughs> man, hey, someone, I forget who made the point. I think a couple of friends made the point. If, if Undertaker's doing that, how much do you think Undertaker got paid to do that? $25,000. Yeah, probably. Um, but again, if it wasn't already clear, StarCast is not officially a part of AEW. Conrad Thompson talked to uh, Wrestling Inc. about that and said, quote, no, I don't work there, there being AEW. And there's a lot of people saying, oh, StarCast is an AEW event. No, we're featuring a ton of AEW talent, but StarCast is owned by me and is an independent thing. There will be a ton of wrestlers from other companies there. It is the exact same as the first StarCast. It's sort of, sort of the official unofficial, if that makes any sense. I mean, it does, but Conrad's also the guy who's emceeing the All Elite Wrestling Rally and the press kind of the, the, the press conference. Okay, no, I understand how there could be some ambiguity about that, but it, it feels... Compl- I mean, like, keep it real, man. It feels completely. I don't want to give. I don't want to give Vince the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I can see. I can totally. Vince see is it. supposed to be like Mister Wrestling. He should know everything. But he never, dude. Come I know. On, he doesn't know. pay attention to the competition. Not, I know. He does not pay attention to the competition. He thought he was done with competition when W when he bought WCW. <clears throat> he didn't. He didn't think he'd have to deal with this again. Well, you know what, Vince? You can't take people for granted. You yep. can't take your wrestlers for granted. Yep. That's why you have all elite wrestling now as a problem. Um, so, and honestly, it's not even really a problem. Like God, oh my goodness. Nope. It's not a problem unless it's this attitude that you can own and control everything. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Wrestling is not exclusive to the WWE. Nope. 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 So I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because here's the thing. 
the world is passing this old guy by and his company is suffering because, because of it. Of it. Yep. It's like there are so many other people within WWE, like Triple H and Stephanie, I feel, that I really honestly think have really good ideas and have the, the ability uh, to see the larger picture. To see the larger picture. And, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, it's a shame. It's an absolute shame that yeah, it is a bummer because the fans are the ones who are suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say suffering. It's kind of ridiculous to say, but, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, kind of silly. Undertaker, you, you don't own him, man. No. The, the magic. You're not the boss of Mark Calloway. <laughs> no, you're not. He knows what state he's in. <laughs> <laughs> How far down the Boogie Nights references can I go until I completely uh, lose people? If I do it right there, I hear you. I hear you have uh, powers of the darkness. <laughs> May I see it? Please? May I see them, please, right now? Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, I'm a big, shiny, bright star by the river Stygian. <laughs> no, we're talking about movies. Let's talk about the Hulk Hogan movie. So, Steve, what you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild over your neighborhood? Uh, uh, how, many time, how many times are we going to watch this in the theaters? Oh, I know. It's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, we can watch it come from our couches at our home. Oh, homes. that's going to be the best. Watch party. Yeah, Watch man. party for that. Yeah, on that premiere. So we'll do that for man, sure. Man, there's a cool-looking flick that Netflix has coming out at the end of March. It's uh, about the guys who brought down Bonnie and Clyde. It stars oh, Kevin Costner cool. and Woody Harrelson. Is Kevin Costner playing Elliot Ness again? I don't think Elliot Ness. I know. Brought. I'm not being serious. <laughs> He was, in, he was in a movie it was about like a sequel to the Untouchables. He was in, yeah, he was in a movie, The Untouchables, yeah. where he played someone who brought down a that'd be hey, that'd be a good, that'd be good. What if you do like a Justice League, like but for so the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, essentially. Those are fake characters. Elias was a real guy. But, uh, wasn't there like, a a real character in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, was it, was was it Mark Alan Twain there? I don't think so. Who was who was, was it? Alan Quartermain. Yeah. And who else? Alan Quartermain was fake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was Alan Quartermain? Was Sherlock Holmes in there? Should be. I just remember the movie. Well, I read the comic, but I really don't remember much about it. Uh, League of X. Anyways, here, I'll get into some of these details while you yeah, look at Yeah, go ahead. Um, Hollywood Reporter was the first to break the story that Netflix is working on a biopic on the, I'm the man. Mina Harker was the lady who beat Dracula, right? Yeah. She went over Dracula. Hulk Hogan. Who's Dorian Gray? That's, that's a, pictures of Dorian Gray. That's a fake novel, yeah. Fake, real or yeah, fake? Yeah, yeah. Tom Sawyer, real or fake? Fake. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Real. Really? No, fake. <laughs> I thought there was a guy who really turned into a monster. No. Uh, Captain Nemo. Fake. Damn it. It's 10,000 leagues under the sea, or 20,000, however deep it was. People. Who's Rodney Skinner? I don't know that one. Professor Moriarty. Fake. Damn it. That's all I got. All right. It is fake. Ishmael. I, I don't know. Was he the guy who was a, sea, a seafaring guy? I don't know. <laughs> Not very well read. As all I said. right. Fair um, so who's set to play the Hulkster, Steve? Oh, Thor. Thor. This is amazing. Thor. That's great. I am just sad it's not being directed by uh, Taika well, we Waititi. Yet. I don't think they announced it. It's Todd Phillips. Oh, he is going to direct it? Yeah, they okay. announced that. Yeah. Um, so the Hollywood Reporter notes, quote, Chris Hemsworth is set to portray wrestling superstar Hulk Hogan in a biopic that reunites Todd Phillips with Scott Silver, the respective director and writer of the upcoming DC Comics movie, The Joker. That's one with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah, they canceled the other one. They canceled the Jared, the, Leto, uh, the one, Jared yeah. Leto one. Yeah. 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 Is, is there a trailer for this yet? I saw that one still. No, they, they just released, um, what do they call it? Test footage. Gotcha. Like fancied up test footage. Gotcha. He um, looks great in it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. John Polano will co-write the script with Silver. Uh, Phillips will produce along with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that's great. Um, who was uh, apparently rumored to be in line to play Vince McMahon in, in Vince's biopic. So I don't know if he's producing this, how that'll affect that, if at all. Hopefully, like you said, I want it to be a companion piece. I want like a whole universe series. Maybe you know? like a, a like they'll do a, the Vince biopic, the Hogan one, a Macho Man one, and like mm -hmm. an Andre the No, someone else. They'll all team up. No, well, yeah, yeah, they kind of did already, <laughs> especially Hulk and Macho Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it didn't work so well for him, though. Like, I want like a like a, a four-part, like, Rashomon type approach to the yeah. detailing the early days of WWE. Oh, that'd be great. All from various, probably super kayfabe perspectives. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so we, as the honest, have determined in what 
where in the middle does the truth lie? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Anyways. Because you can have like a where in the middle, is it completely off the rails? Yeah, or where in the middle does the truth lie? Or is there any truth whatsoever? Yeah. Uh, Thor is also one of the producers of the film. That's great. As well as Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Surprised Jimmy Hart's not a producer too. Considering I'm surprised that, that Jason Hervey isn't a producer. I know. Because uh, apparently Hogan is going to be a consultant on the movie, so you can expect this to be kayfabe to high hell. Oh, dude, this is gonna, there's going to be no. Did you see uh, Captain America, Chris Evans? Yeah. He, he tweeted out, oh, this man. Is the greatest news I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, man, he's marking out <laughs> huge for this. Um, Hollywood Reporter adds, quote, sources say the film will focus. Oh, God. It's a fucking Avenger, man. That's great. No. Oh, it's so awesome. It's the best casting possible for, for Terry. It is. Uh, sources say again from Hollywood Reporter. Sources say the film will focus on his rise. It is described as an origin story of the Hulkster and Hulkamania. Um, the deal, which took months to put together, will include life rights. So I guess he can do a sequel of the NWO days with uh, Bolea Hulkster acting as consultant movie as well as executive producer. I so love it. He's going to have final sign off on everything. When they're going to adapt his book? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Maybe. who's going to play Luger? They try oh, to bring this other guy Luger's in. not going to be in. Who, the real question is, who's going to play Bret Hart? Who's going to play Vince? He's something to Bradley Cooper. I know. God, that'd be great. Well, who's going to be the nemesis then? Who's going to be... Who's going to play Vern Gagne? Oh, that seems easy. Ooh. Um, Clive Owen. You have to shave his head, though. Christoph Waltz. I was watching The Hateful Eight for the first time last night. Oh, yeah. And, I still haven't uh, seen them. Tim Roth is just, I can't get out of my head. Tim Roth is just playing Christoph Waltz. Even though apparently Christoph Waltz was supposed to be in the movie, but he wasn't supposed to play that character. Interesting. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Who's supposed to be Bret Hart? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Well, okay. Look at the Todd Phillips. Uh, oh. Todd oh. Phillips players. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Ed. Uh, Ed Helms? Ed Ed Helms. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, you know. That's actually not that bad. I know, but like, what? What? What's and then, who's uh, Galifianakis is going to play? Um, Pat Patterson, Duggan, Duggan. Oh, that's good. Duggan's good. Um, <clears throat> but something like what? How about Galifianakis is Vince? That'd be interesting. Oh, I still don't know like who's the antagonist. Who the antagonist? Actually, Ed Helms could play a good Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah it be back too bad. then. Yeah, the antagonist is going to be on the end this movie. It's oh, about the, the world of wrestling. Everybody, everybody who tried to keep him down. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, including even Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's going to play Vince? Prevent him from being the man. <laughs> oh man! Going to show I'm all the moviegoers around the world where the power lies. I'm so excited. Uh, so PW Insiders, a couple of extra details stating, quote, we were told that Netflix is very high on the project, but no work has been done yet on the screenplay. I doubt that's true. I'm guessing the Hulkster is already working on the script. Once oh, the he's deal, in front of a typewriter oh, right man, now. Once the deal is set in stone, that process will begin. And once they're, they, are, they, Hogan, are happy with the script, mm-hmm. they will jump right into production. But all of that depends on when they get the script to where, it all, where all sides want it to be. Here, see, here's the thing that I love about this. Because there are he- legitimate... Hollywood A-list yeah, heavy hitters. I would hitters. hope that it wouldn't Todd be Phillips is a K-fabe. big name. Yeah, I know. And uh, uh, Chris Thor is a massive name. The yeah, fact that Chris star. Evans, Captain America's out there tweeting this up is a great thing. Uh, he's probably th- there sitting there laughing like we are, man. Here's the thing. They will be able to wine and dine Hogan to the point that they'll be able to put whatever script they want together. No. No. Hogan, we have. I think they can. No. No. No, Hogan's not going to allow any of the any of his blemishes Let show. Man, come on, Hogan. Do you think he's a bigger star than Chris Hemsworth? No, not you, right now. You don't think he thinks that? Well, he totally thinks. Okay, that. Okay, that's what he I was asking. He's above everybody else. That's what, in this I'm movie. not asking you who is. We know it's oh, Thor. Yeah, we know that. Thor totally. But is. does Hogan know that? No, no. Well, you know who Chris Hemsworth is. Exactly. He just saw his headshot. And was like, oh yeah, have him play me, brother. Oh, he's great. New up up and coming guy. Look who I discovered here. <laughs> Look who I discovered. <laughs> oh, but you realize Chris Hemsworth was Thor. Oh, get Robert Downey Jr. to play Vince. That'd be good. Oh, man, that'd be killer. That'd be good. You know who does a really, really great Robert Downey Jr. impression? Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I watched, <laughs> yeah. I watched a clip of him on Joe Rogan. Uh, 
and he was talking about this movie they got coming up and he did a freaking Robert Downey Jr.'s in it because apparently they're good friends and he called him up and he said and he did an impression of him <laughs> it was dead on it was really good oh man that's funny it's such a weird world that we live in man you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. It's so crazy. It really is. All right. <clears throat> Let's answer some questions. All right. Let's take a look here. Mm, I'm doing that. Where are we here? Jared uh, Smith, where yeah. do the Young Bucks, Kenny, Hangman, and Cody go if all eight fails? WWE, man. Yeah, pretty WWE. much. WWE. Or New Japan. Those are the only real options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, boy. It would have to be, It. it yeah, it would have to be once Vince is gone, though. I mean, maybe when Vince is 78, he won't be actively in the WWE anymore. I can, I can help. Yeah. Tyler, if Ty Dillinger uh, is is Ty <clears throat> Dillinger upon release, even worth all elites time and money. If they understand there's there's untapped potential there, maybe. I think here, here's the thing. I would say yes, but here's the deal. Um, not under the assumption that he'd be a big star or anything. Yes, I think that'd be kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, Meltzer makes a point of that in the newsletter, saying you know all elites going to have a problem if they try to make guys who didn't have who were not big performers in WWE think they can make big stars out of them. I, I don't think that it has to be one or the other. I think they can bring in Ty as just a solid mid-level talent mm -hmm. to help in the back, help produce, put on matches, mm -hmm. um, and have a good a run. I think that's worth I think that's worth some good no, money. It definitely is, definitely is. Yeah. Um, Andrew Monahan, with the handling of recent call-ups, the alleged lack of communication between Vince and Triple H and Vince's recent comments about the roster and rumored mindset of Vince being one of desperation, is Vince's micromanaging finally catching up to him? I think, you know, if you hear me yelling and screaming earlier this episode, it, it seems like it just makes sense that there's just too much. There's too much for him to do. Mm -hmm. You can't come to a show and rewrite the whole thing. It's a three-hour show. When Seth Rollins says it's a miracle these things even come together, I believe him. Yep. And it, it's a, even more of a miracle that somebody can come in at the last minute and write it. It's amazing that I know. anything shows up on I TV know. anyways. Um, David Porter, could you use the going in raw math to fill in the tier board so a 10 wrestler would be God tier would be a good way to see who you've done and where they are. Yeah, we we just have a bunch of like scribbles on pages laying around. Yeah, there's no, like, the ones I did, there's hardly, there's not even names on them. Yeah. So, no. I mean, you just gotta, you, you know, that, that would take too much time. Yeah. Uh, 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 Sam D. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's possible that when Owens returns, he teases a face run, but immediately turns heel like he did when he first got to NXT? If they have plans, if they're if they're stubborn with their plans against Daniel Bryan, I have a hard time believing they're going to go heel versus heel. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're going to turn Daniel Bryan face anytime soon. I don't think they could. Um, well, uh, Carlos Valle, seeing how they treat call-ups from NXT, do you think some NXT stars will ask to stay oh, yeah. rather than go to main roster? It so mentioned Meltzer newsletter this week too, mentioned yeah. that in the newsletter. He said there are there are several NXT stars who simply want to stay. Um, and if it wasn't for money, they if probably would really push for, for it. For money. Uh, but also, it, it's also evident that it doesn't matter if they ask to stay. Nobody, I don't think, is probably even... I, I doubt it's within the culture that they think... 
anybody has stroke enough to say, I want to stay here. It's you get the call, you go where you're told, mm -hmm. you have a contract, mm -hmm. you go where they want you. There is no asking to stay. I know, I know. So they, they, they go where they want to, or I mean, I'm sorry, they, they go where they're told to. Yeah. Uh, Gigabyte, which wrestler should get their own biopic and who still don't deserve it? So who should, potentially who should get a biopic and shoot who shouldn't? Well, Vince should for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it should be kayfabe to hell. I don't want to know the reality of that. It'll probably just depress me more. I want, I want him finding talent. You know, he goes out and about to the, to the, to, to a car dealership and he meets a very charismatic salesman, Piper. <laughs> he goes to a French restaurant and it's like, Hey, you're huge. Want to wrestle? Yeah. Sure. Boss. Yeah. And it's Andre. <laughs> it's Andre. I want that kayfabe to shit, man. I don't need to know the reality of it. It's probably terrible. Yeah. Even, even glossed over. It's probably terrible. Yeah. No. Um, we did a whole, uh, count out of wrestlers. We, who, uh, we want to see biopics of. Yeah, man. Check it out. We even had directors and, and potential stars and stuff. Oh yeah, we yeah we. That was a fun episode. Yeah, that was fun. Who doesn't? Who who biopic of a wrestler do you not want to see? You know, uh, the Andres. So much of his documentary oh, seems so depressing. Sad. I was gonna say the Von so Eric family. Oh, that'd be a bummer. Who'd be good to direct it? Who'd be, just be a bummer of a director? I thought we, that was one of the things we had in our our list was for the Von Erics. Yeah. Who's really good at like quiet desperation in movies? Because <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of their story is just, you know, what didn't one of the guys like shoot himself out in the woods or something near yeah, their something residence? Like that. Oh, that's terrible. I think it was Carrie. I think Carrie did that. That might be. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. You look that up and I'll can continue. Yeah, here. here. Um, Will Tomo, we've seen Rusev enter Mania in a tank. We've seen Cena enter in a Packard 180 surrounded by mobsters. What vehicles should feature in WrestleMania 35 entrances? Um, uh, Daniel Bryan should come in in some sort of electric car. Oh, like a little smart car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be mm -hmm. good. That'd be good. <laughs> you have to shove uh, Rowan and Harper in a little smart car. you <laughs> <laughs> like a clown car. Um, <laughs> oh, we, we said the Cohen brothers doing the. At least I had Cohen <laughs> oh, brothers. Be, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Oh, that's terrible. Actually, it's well. Here's the thing. Like, I'd want to see. I, I like Cohen brothers comedies. Boy, they could do. They could do a killer drama though, man. Yeah, No Country, man. I know. I know. Boy, yeah, they're that, from. Be a good they, they, they shot stuff in Texas. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's yeah. all Texas stuff. And then no, multiple movies out in the. Southwest of America. Who's the most depressing filmmaker right now? What's the last depressing movie? Just depressing, like God. Like, children, who did Children of Men? Oh, uh, Alfonso Cuaron. What was the last thing he did? He, Roma. It's on Netflix. Oh, right I now. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it I haven't either. seen it. Just from the, just from the still, is that supposed to be a depressing movie? <clears throat> uh, no. I don't know. I think it's just supposed to be. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, childhood growing up in like, uh, Mexico city. I think boy, Netflix is killing it these days, man. Bringing all sorts. Well, of some of the originals are very good, but some oh, of them well, are, like any, uh, like, you know, the, the whole landscape of movies, but you know, <clears throat> is there's a lot of turds out there. <laughs> this casting for the, uh, Ric Flair <laughs> movie is pretty great. Directed by Scorsese. You got Ryan Gosling as Ric Flair. Great. John C. Riley as Harley Race. <laughs> Jonah Hill is Dusty Rhodes. That's good. And Russell Crowe is Vern Gagne. Oh, Russell Crowe is Vern Gagne. He should be in the Hogan one. Yeah, that's pretty good. That would work perfect. For the Von Erichs movie, we got uh, Chris Evans as Carrie Von Erich. Perfect. Jeremy Renner is another Von Erich. <laughs> we have Zach Galifianakis as McFoley. Oh, yeah, the McFoley movie. Oh, man, that's great. We have a Scott Hall movie by Dan Gilroy. That's good. Interesting stuff there. Yep. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Drebin says, uh, asks, should Dude Harper really be the next Daniel Bryan follower? Would it be better to put him on Raw? It feels like his talent is much more suited as a singles guy. I don't know. They don't look, man. I want him I on like a high Luke, profile. I like Luke spot. Harper a lot. I know. But I just, I don't know they're going to do that. <clears throat> and I, 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 one thing. One thing about that 
is I do kind of wonder if, if they're just going to stick Harper next to Rowan again. Like, is that going to – like, Rowan's actually gotten the mic. He's got, like, a spot. Is Harper just going to be seen as superior henchman to yeah, Rowan I know, again? I know, I know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the, them trying to find a way to give Harper a decent solo run. Yeah. I just don't have any hope that it's going to happen. How about this? Like – Harper goes through the dude Harper transformation and he hangs out with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is like regular dude now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude Owens, dude Harper. Oh, there you go. Uh, Mike Adams, assuming Seth wins at Mania, he'll be the first person to hold the NXT, WWE, and Universal title. Who should be the second, Owens or Balor? Wait, what? Seth, if he wins at Mania, he'll be the first person to hold the NXT, WWE, and Universal titles. Okay. Who should be the next? Owens or Balor? Both of them had NXT and the uh, Universal title. Well, I just generally love Finn Balor. And I love Kevin Owens, but I want to see Finn Balor have all the titles. Mm -hmm. Sort of my thing. It's your thing, too, I think. Um, Underdog, what are the chances of the board of directors voting Vince out as, as COO and putting Triple H in charge? Zero. Zero. They're making a ton of money. From all reports, all reports indicate that they all view Vince as the man when it comes to making money for the company. Yeah. That's all investors care about. That's what the board of directors cares about. Making money. They don't care about all this Mickey Mouse uh, fantasy storyline. What a couple of idiots like us have to say about <laughs> they it. They don't care about that, man. Nope. Maybe we should care more about the money. Well, I mean, I, I tend to believe that like what the WB, their, their most popular in the mainstream sense phase, Attitude Era, is when the creative was not universally great better the way it was now yep yep i agree so you'd think if they create a, a product that generates a lot of buzz buzz would lead to potentially more viewership more viewership would lead to more money but they don't think like that mr sinister since the most wrestlemania main event will most likely be the triple threat who would you guys want to see walk each uh, competitor to the ring for example, uh, I guess uh, Mr. Sinister said, I expect Ric Flair to walk his daughter. Who would walk Rhonda and Becky? I personally want to see either McGregor or Stone Cold for Becky. No, just the three of them. No one else ringside. Yeah, I don't want anybody ringside. No, no, no one walks them down. No just the three of them. They don't need anybody else. Nope. Oh, that's a good question. Alex Foster, uh, wrestlers who would do good Stephen Larson impersonations. Well, John Cena would do a killer Steve here. Okay. Who would do a good a good me? Um, Bret Hart. Okay. I always joke about you being mirthless, yeah. even though I don't really believe it. I joke about myself being mirthless <clears throat> too. Uh, Greg Morris, if Dean is leave, if Dean leaving is all a work, <laughs> I don't think there's any way it could be a work. How do you salvage his story? I thought, make him like the Joker in Agent of Chaos. They've tried to do it. They have no idea how to do that. Yeah, you don't. You just let him write out the rest of his contract and wish him well. (laughs) Oh, great question. Big Jim Meltzer. What superstar would be most likely to accept a donut from your booth at StarCast 2? Oh, what a great question. So, I mean, Joey Janelle will be there again. Yeah. Whether we're seated across from him or not. Uh, Best friends totally would. They would. Undertaker. Oh, he's not going to be anywhere near the floor of the convention, man. Uh, there were some big names that were down there. Yeah, with Kevin us. Nash was down there by accident. That was my understanding. Oh, really? Like uh, Steiner was there. I know Steiner was there. Lawler was there. Yeah, but Undertaker's different tier than all them. You never know, man. He might be, he might want to roam around. He's got an entourage. Looks down, sees the Undertaker shirt. I'll take two of those, please. I would just give them to him. Oh, totally. They're yours, dude. Have that, Mark. They're yours. What legal what legal reason do you have to be selling these? I'll say what legal reason do you have to be using the Undertaker and adver- advertisements for StarCast 2? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Mark, I'm not sure you can ask us about that. You got me there. WWE owns the trademark. I get back over here and let's take this picture. <laughs> can, we get a, can we get an intro too, please? I'm here for the Stephen Larson meet and greet. <laughs> You having a Buffalo Wild Wings again this year? <laughs> we'll see, Mark. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Anyways, that's it for the show. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. 
join us for a watch party later on tonight, WrestleMania 9. Yes. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.